I'm going to invite Paul up um, for question time. We've had some great questions come through. Um, so it's been great that people have been thinking through what this means for our lives day to day as Christians. Um, we'll begin with a couple of questions that came through last week. And in fact, one of the questions that came through today also relates to that. So um, we'll cover those things from last week as well as this week. Um, so the first question was, uh, Paul, for laws that allow significant harm to people, such as abortion, gender transition and vaccine mandates, should Christians disobey the law and lobby to have better laws implemented? So, uh, and I think I might have touched on this briefly last week. Have I switched it off again? Did you want to use the handheld mic? No, I've put it back on again now. I muted myself. So the question was, when there's an unjust law, an inappropriate law, um, should we fight it and, uh, or oppose it and do that sort of thing? So there's a couple of aspects to that. One is, um, if there's a law that causes you to go against something that God clearly wants you to do, it's appropriate to disobey the law. So Acts 4 and 5, we looked at that last week, Peter, uh, being told, don't preach the gospel. He says, well, you know, I think I'm going to obey God rather than you at this point. And I think there are situations like that. And there would be a number of laws of which I think I mentioned last week, doctors being instructed to uh, commit euthanasia to their patients when they had a conscience problem with doing that. Um, that, would, that would be an example, I think. And there would be a number of laws like that. You then come to a series of laws where uh, there's a common good sort of question operating. That is, what is... Uh, what do you think is good for? So you're not uh, required um, uh, to do a certain action, but it's permitted by law, right? So it's not enforced, but it's allowed. Do you oppose that sort of law or challenge it? So I think you know, the laws around abortion would be a good example in case. Uh, does a Christian person have to have an abortion? No, they don't. Does a Christian doctor have to... Um, conduct an abortion. No, they don't. Um, Would it be appropriate for Christians, thinking about the good of the people around them in our society, to enter into that space and try and influence those laws? Yes, I think it's a good thing to do. And we have the ability set up to do that. I know that's that's one that goes to the heart of many people, probably many people in this room, but I'm trying to pick up on the the principle attached to it uh, and the way in which we approach that. So I think there'd be a couple of thoughts I'd have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for that, Paul. I think this one is maybe similar, so we might turn to this one next. Um, This is also in regards to uh, last week's passage. Are there times in human history when a government should be removed, e.g. Nazi Germany in the 40s? How does this passage relate to those situations? Yep. So when you come back to that uh, passage we looked at last week, it does talk about submitting to governments who don't always do the right thing. Uh, So that's clearly built into it. That is, I assume governments will get things wrong and they might do that inadvertently or deliberately. And this passage is saying there's an appropriateness about submitting to governments, even when they don't do things exactly the way you think they should be doing them. So that would be a sort of, a again, a tier one question. But let's say you have a government that is so corrupt and so clearly out of order and so operating for the, the lack of good 
of the whole community and enacting things that are destructive, so Nazi Germany, let's say, what do you do? If you're in a, um, a democratic situation like ours, there are lots of ways in which you might operate to try and remove that government. Would you ever do what uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer did and try and uh, assassinate Hitler in World War II? Christian man who was convinced about doing that. Now, you would actually find you could divide Christians on this issue as to whether that's ever appropriate. From my point of view, I would feel comfortable is the wrong word, but I think it would be appropriate, you know, to actually think about how you took strong steps to remove someone like that from doing enormous harm to lots of people. And I think that would come under the question of uh, uh, appropriate justice operating. Yeah, so there'd be a couple of thoughts. So I think there are... There are places for strongly opposing and trying to remove government from office. And depending on your situation, that would depend on the steps you would then take, I think. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, maybe one last question for last week, and I think you, you have touched on it this week. Uh, it's around a situation that I think probably a number of us could relate to where we've received um, what we think is a unjust fine um, uh, often around traffic infringements, there might be some disagreement. It's always, it's always around, unfair, isn't it? Totally unfair. <laughs> the justice of that, like yeah. particularly if it's something we feel we haven't committed. Um, how would you suggest as Christians we go about handling that situation? And particularly, you know, if the passage is telling us to uh, submit to authorities, how do we do that um, yep. with a good conscience and with a good heart? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm being asked to give legal advice or not. The, the, <laughs> but the, uh, look, I think the situation is we are set up to be able to question things that happen. So you get a, you get a fine of some sort in the post, you think it's unfair, you don't have to pay it, you can go to court. You can actually have the matter sorted through in a court situation. That's not lack of submission, that's actually operating within a legal system that's been set up to be able to question those sort of issues. So I think... There's no problem at all. There's nothing unchristian about it. But if you went to court and you, you know, felt like the, um, uh, the fine had been issued by someone you know, in an inappropriate way and you started yelling at the policeman that gave you the fine and denigrating his character, and I'd say, well, that's not Christian. It's not, that, that is, your attitude being brought to bear at that point would be inappropriate. But taking those steps to question and challenge it, totally appropriate. And we're set up in our situation to be able to do that every time. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's helpful. Thank you, Paul. Um, so turning to this week's passage, we've had actually a number of questions come through, um, even just as we were speaking about some of the difficulty in how to apply this passage, particularly the framework in abusive situations. So we've gone from talking about governments, but these questions in particular are around abuse in relationships, particularly... Um, in the home situation. Yep. So um, how, as Christians, do we promote um, the gospel as well as protect the vulnerable in that sort of situation? Yeah. So we're thinking particularly of domestic violence. Domestic violence sort of situation. Is, yes, yeah. the question being asked. Yep. So if I can just say next week I'll come back to this issue and uh, we'll address it when we get to the start of Chapter 3. Um, so I just want to let you know we'll come back to deal with this in a little more detail next week. So I think in those situations, let's say a woman who's being uh, abused by her husband, I would come back to the same 
principle, I think, that I enunciated in the work setting today. I don't think in the normal course of things it helps someone to allow them to sin against you. Right? I don't think that is a healthy situation. It's not good for the person being sinned against and nor is it good for the person who is perpetrating the sin. Um, I think the underlying concern in the situation will actually be for uh, the person being abused to be concerned for the salvation of the person who's abusing. I think that's, that's always true, even though that's difficult to work out. I think often in domestic violence situations, I advise people to step out of those sort of situations to create space to actually deal with the problem. And I, I think it's appropriate uh, to actually involve authorities in trying to deal with that situation, whether it's with regard to spouses who are being abused or children who are suffering abuse or whatever. I think there's an appropriate protection that as a Christian community we will want to put in place to actually look after people in those sort of situations. It is a complex situation. I've been involved in numbers of the, a number of these over the years and no two are ever exactly the same. I'm just aware of that. But, but I think there's an appropriateness about doing that. Hmm. One last question to round off, and I think this is probably a helpful one that will cover a number of situations. Um, in each of the examples that we touched on today, the people there had no power. We do. Um, often many of us do have power. Does this change things? Yeah, and it does change things for sure. Uh, that is, when you're in a situation where you have, you're being abused but you have power, uh, there's an appropriate uh, understanding of how you exercise your power when you're in that abusive situation. That is, you have certain rights. We talked about it, for example, when you get a fine. You don't have to just knuckle under if it's unfair. You have steps you can take. Often we have power available to us in a work setting, in a, uh, a criminal situation, in an abuse situation, in varieties of situations. So I think totally appropriate to avail ourselves of those uh, rights and opportunities we have. But I do want to say every time, though, you are always doing it with a concern for the salvation of the person who is abusing you. Now, I don't say that trivially or tritely, because I think that that is a very, I think that is very difficult to put into practice. I suspect it wasn't straightforward for Jesus, you know, like uh, that is, it's, it, and I know that when people are subject to abuse over a long period of time, having any sense of compassion because of all the emotion and the, you know, the difficulties attached to that. But nonetheless, I think that that is a baseline thing I want to still have there, even though we exercise rights and powers available to us in that context. So I know that's a difficult tension. And can I say it's hard answering that sort of question from the front. And I know there'll be situations here where you think I've just missed the point for you. And I'm really happy to talk with you about it. I don't want to tread on your personal circumstances in an uncaring sort of way. So do come and talk to me. Uh, if that is you, or talk to someone else that you know about the situation. But I'd say those two things, mm. yeah. Thank you, Paul. Okay.